Welcome to Peaking to Success, the podcast that delves deep into our guest success stories. The highs, the lows, the lessons learned, and if there's any exciting future plans lined up. Talking about future plans, Peaking into Success is proudly supported by Peak Wills and Estate Planning. We're here to support you with any future planning. Long gone are the times of solicitors in suits and ties and dark rooms and outdated practices. We are proud to offer a fresh and dynamic approach to the stuffy old world of wills, changing the way we talk about what happens when we die. But... That's enough talk about death on a podcast introduction. It's time to pass you over to Peeking Into Success host, Mr. Adam Kahn. Whose success are we peeking into this episode, Adam? Thanks, Sam. Today we have on a woman who is a singer-songwriter from the Manchester area. She is part of a band called High Sienna. So today we have on Poppy Joe. Want to know what's happening within Derby's black community? Or perhaps you have a story of your own to share? Then look no further than Majatu, your one-stop source for local African and Caribbean news. With our digital news platform and quarterly print magazine, keep up to date on all of the latest in arts, entertainment, food, sports and more. Find us online at mojatu.com. Hi Poppy Joe, how are we today? I am very well, thank you so much. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. It's good that we can kind of get this done before Christmas as I know how busy the time of year is and everyone's trying to do stuff and like finish for work so I appreciate having your time just before Christmas so we can get it up over the Christmas period. Oh absolutely no worries it is to be fair I was a bit ill last week so it's quite nice to actually be talking to people and doing stuff because I was like housebound for four days so I'm quite excitable like a puppy so I'm ready <laughs> Just to get talking again and be able to speak to people, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> um, so we're kind of going to go through your career, kind of how you got into the industry and bits like that. But for anyone that doesn't know who you are, how would you sum yourself up and what you do in a nutshell? So I am the lead singer of um, up-and-coming Manchester indie pop band High Sienna. Um, we started a few years ago, um, but then obviously COVID hit, so it is still quite fresh because it's almost like we started again after COVID. Um, and it kind of, it was, it's weird really. Like I've always been interested in music, but I'd never thought about doing a band or forming a band. I didn't think I had the confidence to do it at the time. Um, and it sort of just happened overnight, really. Like within a few months, we'd formed the band, done stuff, like, you know, got together, started writing music together. And then before we knew it, we were gigging and we played some quite big shows that weren't expected, like just before COVID. And then, yeah, since COVID, we've sort of been building it back up from the start. (laughs) So, so of course, if you could liken High Sienna to another band so people can maybe if they like that genre of music who would you liken yourselves to in the scene at the moment or in the past because we we take influence from so many different people but in the past we've been compared to sort of like um a uk version of like the yeah yeah yes or a bit of a mix of like florence and the machine maybe um the cardigans if you want to go a bit more retro so yeah, it's, it's hard because we do take a lot of influence from all different genres and a lot of the band, like, well, the three lads I'm with, 
that we all have completely different music tastes, like completely different. You couldn't have put four more ridiculous music tastes together. But I think that's why it works, because it means that we are just taking inspo from like all different genres. So mm. it kind of creates this like fusion of pop, sort of indie pop that I'm hoping people haven't really heard before. And it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> well, that's what people are after at the moment, like uniqueness and, I mean... I've listened through your catalogue of music and I was struggling to put something to it. That's why I thought I'd ask the question to see who you'd liken yourself to. Um, of course, you mentioned COVID and it kind of put in a spanner in the works. Of course, I've yeah. seen that you released, was it one single before COVID? So kind of yeah. was it, you were kind of planning to release more music? Did you have more music in the pipeline that didn't kind of get released due to COVID? Or was it kind of like, we'll just put everything on pause and then go from there? It was it was sort of a mixture of both. We had a few tracks ready to go. Um, and obviously it was so uncertain at the time that like we didn't know if we were just going to release them, if, if there was going to be a point because we wouldn't be able to go and gig with them or or, you know, sort of properly promote them. We couldn't get together to film a music video or any sort of content to go with them. So in a way, we kind of thought it was a bit of a waste to just put them out and then nothing really, you know, not be able to build a bit of hype. So we got one track out and then it was like, right, you're in lockdown. And because um, my guitarist has, at the time, had, had a bit, just had a baby, it was a bit of a risk for us to meet with him. So we couldn't, we literally just got absolutely like whacked in the face yeah. with it. Like I'm, I'm sure many, many bands and also, you know, other people did. So yeah, it was, it was a tough one because we were so ready to go. And then, yeah, it's totally shut us down. But it's been quite exciting because I think COVID sort of like a lot of people gave us the chance to go back to the drawing board and say, right, is this the image we want? And is this the logo? And is this uh, the music that we want to put out? And we, we ended up writing quite a few songs in COVID that we've sort of been drip feeding since then. So it's been a few years. We've, we've still been, we've taken songs from that time and develop, managed to develop them over time. So it's been, it was kind of a good thing, but also a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> you made the best of what you had in front of you, basically. Yeah. Um, of course, you mentioned, of course, your like image and kind of making sure you wanted to be who you wanted to be. As yeah. an independent artist, how hard is it to kind of juggle everything? Does that make sense? So, of course, with a label, yeah. they kind of push you in a direction. And I've noticed with other people, friends that I know, they're independent artists and they kind of maybe went towards the label and got told, oh, you need to do this, this and that. So firstly, is the freedom better for you guys? But is it a struggle, of course, to get yourselves out there? Yeah, definitely. I think we, we definitely experienced that as well. We, we've had management in the past and we were sort of being pulled from pillar to post. It was sort of like... For me, being the front woman, it was it was very much like you need to dress this way. And yeah. because I'm 26, it's kind of seen as quite older in the music industry. You know, you've got a lot, especially since the sort of growth of TikTok. <laughs> right, 
relevant and at my age like i can i know it's not like I mean, it's not old but 26 is old in this industry and i can barely work tiktok so it's just such a struggle and especially with image i think we've always from day one we always wanted to stand out without being too over the top um but color's always been our thing like we quite we quite like the idea of dressing in pink on stage and yellows and sort of just removing ourselves from that sort of grungy image that is very much present at the moment and just trying to stand out that way because that's naturally who we are. Like, I mean, it doesn't look like it today because I've literally got like a black and white <laughs> Adidas top on. But generally, I am in bright colours. I've always got sort of something a bit quirky on and I didn't really want to change who I was or who the band were um, for the sake of being different Um, it's kind of happily but in a way we just that's enough for us I think we want to still make our music relate to the way we are and we dress you know I do I think I do dress quite tomboyish and and like that and do wear different stuff but um, I don't know it's it's a hard question yeah we we do our image definitely got um, got changed got pulled and then we sort of went against it and there was definitely things that we were like no do you know what that's not who we are as people that's not who mm. I am so um but yeah it's a struggle because I think especially touching on the age thing now you're in a such a saturated market with so many people that are way more successful that are younger than me and it's so hard to see because it's like should I be dressing like that and should I be sort of wearing my hair in that way or so it is it is it is um, a challenge definitely throughout our careers for sure um of course you're in manchester so what is the (laughs) manchester scene like at the moment for independent artists it's very very competitive because there are so many great bands coming out of manchester um and everyone is sort of fighting for the same spot because Manchester's quite small. And um, especially last year, we really struggled to get some gigs booked because gigs were just booked up till like June, July. So we had to wait like a good couple of months for us to go and play one of the venues in Manchester Mm. because there's so many. And it's actually amazing because you get to meet so many people that are all fighting for the same goal. And it's really nice to talk to people, especially because of the buzz that the Manchester music scene creates, because naturally everyone wants to be a part of it. Um, it, it. It is. It's a really nice community, and it's it's means that gigging is really fun because it's highly unlikely that you spent spent like gig with the same people twice. You've yeah. always got like support slots with different bands and stuff, so it, it keeps it interesting. Definitely. Are you um? like venturing out of Manchester as well or is it kind of at the moment it's kind of like Manchester based that you're performing in? We're trying to crack Manchester for sure out sort of overdoing it and people being sick of seeing us on every <laughs> like line and <laughs> um, but we have played a few gigs outside of Manchester we managed to do a good few festivals last year which were great but um, we did our first gig in London which was amazing except we did it all in one day so we drove to London we played the gig and then we drove home and we got home and our bassist realized he'd left his bag in London with his house keys in so on a Sunday because we got back at like four in the morning on a Sunday had to ring a locksmith and pay 250 quid to break into his own house (laughs) it was good because we like obviously want to expand our audience but 
you don't get paid a lot for a band our size and it can be a bit of a difficult subject because you want to grow your audience you want to expand but with pet the cost of petrol and you know you've got the tolls near london and you've got the parking in london which was like 60 quid like it was insane we obviously ended up at a loss for that gig because we just didn't get paid very well um and it's the sort of bad thing about the music industry until you make it or you seem to have made it you get paid very little and when you're splitting that between four of you and then trying to pay to record and trying to pay for petrol to drive to the gigs you you're constantly at a loss and it's just a part of the sacrifice that you make to be in the music industry unfortunately but it's a good job we love it to do it <laughs> <laughs> i mean with the music industry now in 2023 kind of what's the aim for 2024 for the band and yourself so definitely grow grow our audience and play a lot more gigs i think we've we've actually well tonight we are also finishing our ep or album if we decide to add a few more tracks to it um so we're hoping to release that in sort of february march time um and really promote that and that'll be our debut album so it's quite daunting actually because we've been putting singles out here and there and it's quite good because if one gets received like better or worse than another it sort of steers us in the next direction whereas this is like this is your collection of music if people don't like it that's it we're like screwed so hoping that people love it so yeah that'll be really exciting to get that out and sort of do a launch party with that ep that comes out and yeah take take on collection of new music to the festivals next year so all the singles that are already released going to be on the albums or are you kind of mixing it up completely and going brand new with all of it all brand new so oh, okay. it's scary because it's hard in the industry you, you sort of you spend a lot of money per release so when you when you release a song you expect to spend as much as you spent recording it on promoting it that's sort of the idea that you should do it should be a 50 50 because it's so important to promote your music and get it on social media and you know tiktok dances and whatever you wanted to do with it um but for the for the ep it's it's almost a risk because when we'll work full-time still so i have a job nine to five and i've you know i've got a wage coming in and a lot of that wage is going on the the, the music and the recording so to put that out in one big chunk is scary because you sort of that if it doesn't work and the hype isn't kept up for a couple of weeks couple of months if, if you're lucky yeah. then it, it, you're at risk of it falling flat and then you're back to the drawing board so it's a risk but i think we're ready to do it now because we we've teased with a lot of singles but i think for people to sort of latch on to you as a musician and as a band you need a good body of work so that people can really get into it and you sort of create a concept and a storyline for the album and it's a bit more of a hook for people i think so it's really exciting but i'm scared for sure <laughs> well i mean I'm, with your plays for some, for a band, of course, with so few singles, you've got hits that have kind of got 17,000, 5,000 I've seen. So saying that it's kind of snowballing effect, you're getting a good core of kind of people coming back and listening to the music. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it probably the best time, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think... Because the industry is so volatile, it can be, you know, one minute 
everyone's really interested in sort of like folky style songs and then the next minute it's very trend based really the music industry and we don't follow that so we are also at another risk of it just not being the right time for our music and but at the way the way it's been going we've had you know the last few singles have been really well received we've had good radio plays we played the, a couple of new tracks at the festival and they went down really well so i'm just hoping that it it's more of a development of where we're going and people see it as like a wow this is a good body of work uh-huh. <laughs> And I mean, I think it's going to grow. And I mean, I like the uniqueness. That's what stands out to me. When I listen to music, I want to hear something different. I I hate the radio, in all honesty. (laughs) I'd rather put my phone on and listen to what I want to listen to. And that's what I think a lot of people do. When, When we go on kind of long drives and stuff with my mates, especially... Yeah. is kind of like shuffle the songs and see what comes up and yeah. I, I I think you're releasing at the right time if that makes sense with what's around mm-hmm. there's nothing like it and people I feel people in Derby anyway where I'm from like yeah. uniqueness at the moment and that's kind of when I've been to gigs and that it's all kind of very unique very yeah. kind of out there music which I think you meet the criteria perfectly oh that's so nice to hear honestly really lovely thank you no, no, it's okay I, it's my opinion isn't it it's kind of <laughs> what I hear I'll kind of go with it and I'll be honest with it it's, I mean yeah that's what you need to hear and that's the driving force that keeps people going at the end of the day yeah. isn't it um, I mean I'm glad a car crash interview if you're like your music's terrible <laughs> imagine imagine if i just yeah. no I'm no like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um of course we focus kind of on the career side but yeah. kind of what's in your opinion the band's biggest high to date or you can also focus on your own high as well I mean, I love everything we do, so it's quite, like, <laughs> lopsided if I say my biggest high, because I'm just excited all the time about everything, whether it's filming a music video or doing a photo shoot or anything, I'm just buzzing all the time. So I love it all. I particularly love doing video shoots because that's when I get to, like, act and be a little character that I've made up or, you know, we filmed a music video in a bar of, of the, when was that? Like a couple of months ago, a year, I think it was last year. Who knows? Filming a music video in a bar and I was like a waitress. I'm literally in it for like 10 seconds, probably max, but I absolutely took to that role like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Thinking I wanted to be an actress, a terrible actress rather than a singer, but um, I think the band's highlight would definitely be Truck Festival uh, that we played this year, which we just still not over. We played the main stage. Um, it was a massive deal for us because I just think we didn't think anyone was going to come and watch us. And then it just there was like hundreds of people there. We didn't expect it. We were really hungover. Um, I, I barely had a voice. So I don't know how we pulled it off, but it was just amazing. And I came off stage, I was burst into tears, but I was so overwhelmed. And it was like the first time we'd sort of been treated like a proper band, like we were backstage, the vaccines were backstage, everyone's having showers and hanging out. And we were like, did, we looked so out of place. I couldn't <laughs> even, it's like we'd just fallen there and people were just like, who the hell are these people? Um, 
but yeah it was it was absolutely incredible and it it obviously went in a flash and if I could relive that moment when we were still on stage and people were sort of flocking over to, to hear us, I, I would live it every single day because there was just no feeling like it in the world. Like, people just genuinely dancing to yeah. our music. And um, like you say, we're quite a small band, so it was a massive moment for us. That. But, that, but that shows that you've got passion for the music and it's not kind of a... It sounds bad, but, like... People want yeah. to do it for like the money making aspect. Yeah. Where you, any money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think bursting into tears and kind of that emotion shows the hard work and the dedication that you guys are putting in, doesn't it? Because yeah. that wouldn't just happen if people are just like, oh, I want my paycheck and then um just gonna <laughs> yeah, sit well, down. The other thing is when people sing your lyrics back to you. So for me, because obviously I write the lyrics. They are very tailored to me. The lads have no idea what any of our lyrics say. Don't pay attention at all. Like, I'd like to think that my lyrics are quite contextualised. They have a lot of depth and meaning to them. And I do, I've always been interested in English literature and poetry. So I do, know, well, I hope I do. I might be saying this, people reading my lyrics, like, no way. <laughs> but I do try and take a lot of that English literature that I love and put that in my songs. So when people are actually stood in the crowd singing them back to you, it's the most bizarre feeling. I get imposter syndrome so bad because I'm just like, stood on stage like, how do you know that? Like, it's bizarre. It's honestly so bizarre. I don't think I'll ever be over it. <laughs> <laughs> but that shows you going in the right direction as well, doesn't it? Because, of you... course, people are listening to your music enough to know the words so yeah that, that's yeah. a positive as well and all of this should be the driving force for the ep and hopefully to push you on further absolutely um, with of course your highest moment is there anything that you think has defined yourself within the music industry or the band as well i think when we left our first manager was probably the the moment where we were like, okay, we're just going to do this for us now. I think, like I've touched on before, I got very conflicted between people telling me that this is how I should be. I almost quit doing it because it, it felt like I was too old to be part of the industry. And like I said, I'm 26, which is not old if you speak to someone that's over the age of 26, but in this industry it is. And I think you can be... You know, I think even without being a musician, everyone is at fault of looking on Instagram and seeing someone that they deem more successful or they've got more followers or they're getting more likes or their posts look better. And you constantly compare yourself, whether you're in music, whether you're in business, anything, you constantly compare yourself to other people. And in the music industry, especially when you're seeing pop stars that are 19, 20 and you're 26, it's, it's so hard because I feel like I'm not successful because I'm seven years past them but it's just who you are how much you can put into it where you are and it you can only get as much as you put in something out of you know what you get what you put in is what you get out of it and it, it is hard when you work full-time and you have a family and you've got friends and um but we we work so hard and I do believe that we're on the right track and it might be taking us a bit slower to get there than other people. But 
I think as long as we just stick to doing what we know and love and sort of, it sounds cringy, but stick being true to ourselves, I think that will probably be the key to our success. Well, of course, going slower means you're enjoying the journey instead of rushing it on yeah. all these kind of... <laughs> all these 19, 20-year-olds that are kind of breaking through, they don't even know what's hitting. They're kind of just like yeah. getting tra- dragged pillar to post and they're just like not enjoying the ride where you guys are older, you've had kind of the experience of life, let's say, and you know what the do's and don'ts are and you're not naive, I guess, yeah, to, to, what, to what's happening. If someone tries to go, oh, I'll offer you this money to do it, some some younger people just go, yeah, I'll take it where you guys will be like, yeah, it may not be worth it, it might not benefit us. So Yeah, definitely consider things a lot more now. I think when we first started this, I was hungry for everything. We wanted every gig, we wanted every opportunity, which is definitely a really good approach to have, but you have to be pragmatic and logistical about it. And if something isn't going to get you any further and it's going to change your direction completely, then to us, it's not worth it. Like, it's we've got to stick on the path that we're on and just keep moving on what we want to do as well. It makes me sound really stubborn. I'm not that stubborn, really. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's good. It's it's a good mentality to have, personally. So, no, that's good. Um, Right, we're going to go kind of deeper (laughs) with the questions now. So it's kind of like... What is one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self? So your younger self may not even think of touching the music industry, but what advice would you give them in life or for someone that may be in the same situation and wants to break into the music industry? How how would you advise them what to do? Well, like I sort of said before, one would be stop looking at what everyone else is doing and concentrate on yourself. And the second one would just stop care, stop caring what people think. I think I, when I, you know, when I first started doing this, and I didn't have a lot of confidence as a kid, believe it or not, I'm an absolute gobshite now. But when I was a kid. I was like really scared of ordering at a restaurant. I wouldn't, I would get my mum to order my food and I hated sort of public speaking and I hated any sort of attention on me, which I know sounds really hard to believe. Um, But it took me a long time. I think that's why I was so sort of delayed, if you like, getting into music because I knew I loved doing it. But the idea of standing on the stage absolutely terrified me and you could there's actually videos from the first gig we ever played at night and day cafe in manchester to the last gig let's say we played and the difference between the two the first gig we ever played i stood behind the microphone for half an hour and did not move didn't move an inch didn't move a leg i just stood there it must have been the most boring gig anyone ever been to in their lives (laughs) whereas now i'm like running around and jumping off the drum kit and like I just go absolutely ballistic because that's what is natural to me but at the time I just didn't have that confidence and it's because I was so obsessed with am I wearing the right outfit um does my hair look good does my makeup look good and do people like it and I constantly question myself all the time and I I still do it I'm, I'm only human I do it all the time even now but I have got a lot better at just being like People don't like it, I don't care. I like it, so I'm just going to carry on doing that. And I think having that mindset and trying to stick to having that mindset has, has made my confidence grow so much than what it used to be because 
Honestly, I, I don't even know how we got this far. If you <laughs> if you watch my video, you'd be like, that's not the same person. <laughs> what so, what made you change your mentality? Um, it's hard, really. I think there's not one sort of event I could pinpoint on. I definitely I remember watching the videos back at the time and feeling stupid for not moving around and I think I looked worse because I you could tell I cared what people thought um, and so I think I just sort of progressively stopped doing that but also my mum has been a massive support to me through this entire journey and she is has this approach very very much where she is quite confident in life and I think I just watched her a lot more and at the time I wasn't I'd moved out I'm, I'm back at home in between houses at the moment so moving back home after COVID and sort of being around her a lot more, whereas I'd you know, moved out as a teenager and I'd moved away from home. She sort of inspired me to be a bit more outgoing and not care about what people think because she has that attitude. And yeah. I would say that helped me naturally just come out of my shell a lot more than it did because I think when I was a kid, I was just too stubborn to pay attention to her advice, whereas now that I'm a bit older... It's definitely paid off listening to your mum. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, mum's no best, that was a saying uh, that my mum used to say. I'm 26 and I'm still going, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that you'd do differently? So, of course, if you went back to maybe that first gig or that first kind of band session, is there anything from then to now that you'd do differently? Yeah, 100%. Like, I'd, I'd probably push my ideas more, I'd, which would have probably got us quicker. <laughs> because at the start, when I first joined the band, I was very much just like, you do the music and I'll, I'll just sing over the top. That's fine. Whereas now, I'm so involved in the music process. Like, I'm not musical at all, really. Like, I don't, I can't read music. I didn't study music. I can't even, I mean, I can play guitar and piano, but it's very, very, I would say, in, intermediate level. I push, so... And um, it's only now that I've really started, I think with the confidence, I've really started to come out and be like, okay, why don't we try this? And what about this? And, you know, and the lads are so open to it. They're great. Like, I think it's just that I thought in my head that I was just the singer and that's all I could be. Whereas now I'm like singer, manager, gig booker, everything. So it's not a producer, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's definitely helped develop me. So I would change that in the past and just say, just jump, jump at the chance. It's quicker. <laughs> no, that's good. And I mean, a lot of people nowadays are kind of like, oh, what if I did that? What if I did this? And kind of it's ifs and buts and not taking that leap. And you guys taking that leap has been positive. It's, I mean, people are getting to know you. You're getting your music out there. So yeah. that's the main thing. And people can't be perfect at everything, but kind yeah. of... That's how you learn, isn't it? Like, I I know for a fact, like, I I can't sing, I can't do anything like that. <laughs> but but I bet. But, that, <laughs> but if people kind of push you and say, "Oh, this is good, it is good," that gives you the positive kind of driving force to go on, which of course you guys have it, now. Absolutely changed me. My, my mum, the support from my mum has been the driving factor to all of this. You know, I've had, yeah, I don't, I don't have a relationship with my dad. I, I didn't have a lot of support from his side, and he actually plays music. And my mum is tone deaf. 
doesn't know anything about music. She doesn't know lyrics to songs. She just goes like, la, 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 like literally no idea. So to say that my mum has given me that support has probably been the key factor of me going, yeah, I can do this. And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about me. So big shout out to Ali. (laughs) (laughs) No, I respect that. And I mean, that's got you to where you are now. So that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've got some kind of quick fire questions for you now. I hope, <laughs> I hope, fingers crossed. But I'll try and give you a quick fire. Or even that you know the answer. I hope that I picked ones that you'd be able to answer somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you could sum yourself up in one song, so your personality up in one song, what would you choose? so hard what a great question does it have to be one of our songs or can it be someone else i mean because you're, you're in a band it, it would make sense that if you write your own music it would be based <laughs> on yourself so i mean well, you can you can i'll change that <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be this trip um the song that we released before the last one um it sort of talks about the journey that exactly what I've just been talking about, me having no confidence, me being pulled from pillars first and being told that I should do different things and the lads being told they should dress younger in a certain way and us being like, yeah, balls to that, we're going to do our own thing. So that song, especially you can hear it in the music, it builds and it sort of ends with us being like, yeah, this trip is ours and we're going to make it what we want it to be. No, perfect. And I mean... <laughs> That sums you up, doesn't it? Because you wrote it, so... (laughs) Perfect. I know the next one's going to be a bit weird, but because you are a singer, what is kind of your go-to karaoke song? So if you've got a night off from gigging and they're like, oh, go on, get up and sing a song, what would you go and sing? It's either Kiss from a Rose by Seal from the Batman soundtrack, which I'm obsessed, or... Uh, Benny and the Jets by Elton John. Something that is not in my vocal range. I just sing it like a guy. I mean, I do have a deep voice for a girl anyway, <laughs> but something that I can whack out. I don't even try. It's totally out of tune. Like, I don't go full singer. I go like, I've never heard a song in my life and sing it. I basically just shout it down the microphone. <laughs> That's the best way to do karaoke. Like, <laughs> you said Kiss from a Rose then, and it just reminded me literally one Halloween I had a Batman costume on and I sang it and I, I regret it oh. and there's a video out there somewhere but oh. I've never seen it again luckily so it, exactly and that's why you've got to do it because no one expects it incredible I would have paid to see that <laughs> uh, I need to try and see if I've got the costume still that might be a, a thing that I might pull out <laughs> again I'll be Robin, you can be Batman, and we'll do a duet on that. I mean, I'll I'll have to try mine because I know that you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> uh, put me to shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is kind of the best venue the band has played at, so it could have meaning to yourself or just in terms of volume and people that came to see you. Uh, well, we played we played the Ritz in Manchester a couple of times, and obviously for the size of that, and to be able to say we played the Ritz is just unbelievable. It still doesn't feel real when we say it. But really, the best 
gig we ever played was a headline show at Deaf Institute in Manchester, which is like, if you've not been, it's like a tiny, well, it's not tiny, it's like a hundred cat people. Um, but it's like a room upstairs, it's got a giant disco ball. And the back of the stage is like all really cool tropical sort of wallpaper. And it's just a really cool venue to play. Like it's just, it's got like stairs at the back so you can stand and it's raised. And it seems like a lot, just, you know, like that sort of intimate venue where it's a bit more fun and it doesn't feel as daunting to be on this ginormous stage. <laughs> uh, but last last time we played take a pack of custard creams to give out to members of the audience but then ended up stamping all over them by accident on the stage so the stage was just covered in crumbs and i don't know if we'll be allowed back there to play so <laughs> we'll see. just give it some time hopefully they'll forget yeah exactly it's been a couple of months maybe they've forgotten by now um of course you mentioned your favorite stadium uh, stadiums uh, venues to play at yeah. but um is there kind of a dream venue or stadium to play at? Uh, well, they've just opened the co-op, um, the co-op arena in Manchester, so aiming high <laughs> that one. <laughs> but no, there's uh, there's loads of cool venues that I'd love to play all over the country. Like There's a couple in, in Scotland that I'd love to play. There's a venue called Sneaky Pete's that I went to, and I think I just want to play that because it's called Sneaky Pete's. <laughs> uh, so I would love to go play that. Um, but no, we're... Honestly, without being cringe, we're, we're happy to play anywhere. We love going to like new venues that we've never done before. We've played in a few tiny little pubs that literally had about 12 people in that we just love because sometimes when there's no one there, it makes you care even less because there's no one really there. So you can just go for it. And they end up being the best gigs sometimes. So, yeah, Arena's definitely one day. But, um, yeah, we, we, we're sort of happy to go with the flow, play wherever. No, perfect. <laughs> And uh, the follow-up <laughs> question to that is, of course, you're headlining um, yeah. at this stadium and you can choose two people to be the support acts to you. Who would you choose? Can they be, like, a hundred times bigger than us? <laughs> they can be whoever. You're headlining. You can... You're, you're the, you're... Can I also bring people back from the dead? <laughs> If you could, if you could do a hologram, I guess holograms probably the way forward with that. And I'll do it for completely selfish reasons because obviously I'd love to see it. We'll have a hologram of Elvis Presley opening up because that he would see that. And then the second would have to be um, David Byrne of the Talking Heads because they are my favourite band ever. And I also just think we'd do like a little duet, like they'd play and then we would come on stage, outshine them and then let them back on and we'd do this like fusion massive band of ridiculous dancing to come on and sing Burning Down the House. <laughs> I feel like you've thought of that before just with like how quickly you answered it. It's like you've just kind of pictured it I... while you've been there at home. I dream up these scenarios in my head. I live in a complete fantasy world. So I dream up these like little fake scenarios. Sometimes when I'm listening to music, this is absolutely the cringiest thing we're ever going to say. I can't believe I'm going to say it out loud. If I'm in the house on my own and I'm listening to like one of my favourite songs, I'm not going to lie, I do come out and pretend that I'm like on stage with that singer singing that song. 
as if we've come and they've been like, and well, welcome to the stage, Puppy from High Sierra. And then I'm like, there and mine, and they're like, woo, thank you. And I sing like a part of the song. I'm nowhere to lie. I can't believe I've just admitted that, but it's 100% true. And I will probably regret that I've just told you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I read that as you, you're being that, honest, aren't you? Well, it, it's all practice for when it actually happens, isn't it? So <laughs> you won't have the nerves then. It's your practice in your in your house. I've been practicing twenty years, so I'm working with Um My final one is going to be kind of if you could take someone someone to your kind of gem or your kind of place where you feel kind of at home where would you take them to um do you know what this is also really like random um but there is a little beach in wales called conway beach that i absolutely love and i go there where it's sunny or raining it's a really nice drive i take my little dog cooper um and when it's raining is the best time because there's nobody else on it but that is when I can just sort of have a nice big think to myself and plan and think about music and it's a really sort of solitary lovely place when there's no one there and I would love to if I could take someone there to have a really good think the way I do that's where I take them. I rate that and it's personal to you a lot of people when I ask kind of what their gem is say somewhere kind of big and broad and you've kind of gone somewhere where it's personal to you and kind of yeah. it would just be you and that person and kind of it's a it's a different way of looking at it so I respect the answer to be honest. <laughs> well that also, I also love the studio but that was going to be too much of a cliche answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're all my questions so no thank you um finally do you want to tell people where they can find you personally find the band if there's anything kind of coming up where you're performing at or just bits and bobs like that so people know where to find you yeah so we are at high sienna band on instagram and you can follow me um, personally at Poopy Joe, which is a great one to say, which I've never said out loud, so that's fun. Um, and all I can say is keep an eye out on our socials for um, upcoming gigs because we've got some really exciting announcements coming um, very, very soon. So I can't say anything yet. I'm not allowed to. That's just going to have to be a really bad tease. <laughs> but no, yeah. no, that's and you can find us on our website. Or we do post all our websites and uh, all our updates on our website, www.hysiannaband.com. Perfect. Thank you for coming on again. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you. And it's been a pleasure. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no worries. All right. Have a lovely time off for Christmas, I hope. Oh, thank you. Um, and you. <laughs> all right. Lovely to speak to you. And you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Peeking Into Success podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to today and would like to listen to more, go and check out the previous episodes on our channels and make sure you follow the page as well to keep up to date with the new exciting episodes that we've got upcoming for the rest of the year.